and uh, welcome to a better late than never edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who's better never than late. I give you the Brent. Three takes, Aaron. It took you three takes. Was it worth it, man? No. I practiced all week in the car. I got nothing. I'm sorry, everybody. This is what happens when you take a week and you miss a taping. It all goes out of crap or the Brent. Right, enough of that. If you were here with us, I don't know, eight, ten days ago, <laughs> yes. we spun the wheel. We made the exciting deal. How excited are you for this deal, the Brent? Well, I was a lot more excited two takes ago. Well, tough, because here we go. Bam. It's the creative vision, Brent. The creative vision. Everyone's excited about the creative vision. Why is that? Because it's cool looking, and it's two little controllers from a cool looking keyboard. It, that always gets me fired up for the creative vision. It does. And if someone typed on this, I bet they were like, oh, no. Well, I mean, listen, it's not for typing. But still, <laughs> you can type on it if you want to. So, you know, I know what you're saying, uh, ARG listeners and viewers. Thinking, so, hey, wait a minute. That looks familiar to me. And you're not wrong. No. Because we did a show a few years ago on what the, what they call the Dick Smith Wizard. Wizard. Not, not to be confused with this Dick Smith System 80. Super 80. That's right. The Super 80. Uh, this is the Dick Smith Wizard 2Zs. Well, no, this is the Creative Vision. Right, but I'm talking about this is the same gimmick. See, what happened here was Creative Vision was licensed over to Dick Smith yes. down in Australia. Although, apparently, this was also released in Australia as the Creative Vision. Makes sense. Uh, and so you may be thinking, so wait a minute. Didn't you guys also play games on the Creative Vision? You're not wrong. It was one of the uh, thanks for giving well, before we played a couple you're games. You're sort of wrong, but hardly some of these aren't games. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so let's learn a little bit about the creative vision, Brad. Let's do it. So who manufactured because of the VTech? Yes. VTech made this thing. By the way, the famous thing, for the Socrate. Here's something. Yeah, here's a newsflash. The successor to the VTech creative vision was the Socrates. Yes. So I own the successor to this. Thank God for that. <laughs> now, if I can get hold of this, I'll be golden. This is an old, old, incredibly old machine. 41 years old, released in 1982. I would have been seven when this released. I was, uh, I, I had a beard and was working in the mines back in those days. I was done a hard I day's work in your life. Uh, this was discontinued. This ran all the way up to 86. That's amazing considering that the amount of games that are available for it. Amazing. This uh, had a CPU that was the Rockwell 6502. Ran at 2 megahertz. Big 2 megahertz uh, uh, of uh, power right there. A 1K of RAM, 16K of VRAM. This is kilobytes. Uh, and this thing could store on both, believe it or not, Brent, ROM cartridges and cassettes. If you can believe this, uh, the graphics were from Texas Instruments, and so was the sound. So Texas Instruments getting involved in Absolutely. this thing too. Now we'll talk about the joysticks or the joy pads real uh, briefly. What you got here is what you've got is a two controllers that sort of look like ColecoVision controllers. Absolutely, it looks like. In fact, yeah. this system even got, has the overlays. This system has a lot in common with the ColecoVision. Even lower. In fact, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I saw a guy do a uh, investigative piece on where the uh, ColecoVision games came from, and they mentioned that there was possibly Creative Vision and VTech had a thing in the works that would let you play ColecoVision games on this thing. A gimmick never came. To, no one's ever seen it, but that's the speculation. Uh, on the part. Uh, so, uh, VTech, again, releases in 82. It was built by a Finnish company called Solora. What do you oh, think about that? that's a good name. Yeah, so this is sort of, a, they're all over the place here. You got Australia, you got uh, Finnish country. You got, well, you know, two, two places. Okay, two things. Um, 
So, what do you got here? Well, you got a system that didn't do much. But it was, I mean, it really didn't because it didn't, have, didn't release that many games for it. That's why I say that. But, I mean, it was kind of neat. The controller setup really is the eye catcher, but, you know, to make the little keyboard. That's one thing we really liked about it. But uh, otherwise, you've got a couple of ColecoVision controller-looking controllers. This thing was released under all sorts of names, including outside of the Dick Smith Wizard. Uh, in Israel, it was called the Educat 2002. That's my personal favorite. If anyone owns an Educat. It was also released in West Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Italy, South Africa. Got one of these. So they were all over the place. There were tons of clones of them. Uh, there was an NTSC version. This was a super rare uh, a creative vision that you could play in the States uh, with an NTSC standard. Uh, there were never officially, these were never marketed or released in the States. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not surprised by that. It hurts me, though, it, frankly, that you, you couldn't get one of these things. It's funny to me that this thing had a cassette, because assumedly you would have to load these with the little keyboard. <laughs> so, you might need to explain, Aaron, why, how the keyboard works. So, well, why don't you explain it to Brent? You're a genius. Uh, if you put both the keyboards together, or both the joysticks together, and they're setting in the console, Yeah, uh, you can kind of tie it. It sort of makes what could be considered a keyboard by you put itself. The, you put the little you thumb the, uh, stick yeah. on the opposite end yeah. of, 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 the, of the middle, and then you've got a little keyboard. I mean, when we first saw this, we were blown away. Yeah. It's so clever, but it's also... This thing looks at the ZX Spectrum's keyboard and says, hold my beer. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it, it, the thing is, it's neat that someone thought to do it. Yeah. It's unfortunate someone didn't think to do it well. Right, right. I did notice, as I was nosing around this week, that there's someone has actually made a multi-cart that they're dead. I'm not sure if they're still available. I was surprised. And given the fact that this could load off tape, one would wonder if there are games... Marvelous games that we've never seen or heard uh, from before. It's very possible because there were not very many games released for this thing. If I'm honest, I mean it was like I think it was like 16 games. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was less than two dozen. Yeah, it was a very low amount. Now we, having looked at the Dick Smith Wizard, having looked at this during Thanksgiving, we tried to. Uh, I tried to go outside the box because I'm, I'm gonna. Lie, I'm not gonna lie. To, I'm gonna lie to everyone. I'm not gonna lie to people. <laughs> The game selection on this was, I mean, they're almost all clones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Arcade clones. Yeah, and so it's including what I'll be talking about this week. Uh, but with all that said, actually, both games we're going to be talking about are clones. No. Oh, no. if you don't think you're, are you kidding me? It is me? not a clone. No. Okay, well. we'll Inspired we'll debate. <laughs> we'll debate that later. Without With all that said, though, we tried our best to pick a couple things that we thought were Good representations of the system. I don't think I did. Yeah, a great we job. we both failed pretty hard. Well, it's hard. A good representation of the system. Your games aren't that good. I mean, you know, the funny thing is the the thing has some sound, and the graphics aren't bad. I would say now, I, I, I they're think, in the Coleco ballpark. Yeah, I think you're being a little hard on this thing. I think for what it is, it it, it does okay. It just the uh, lack of library is what really kills it. Yeah, this would be. I bet you could do some fun homebrew stuff on this. Believe it or not, get this. This thing, aside from the cassette, it had you could get an extra type of different type of keyboard, a parallel interface, a floppy drive, and probably it says likely unreleased, un, uh, but a modem and a memory expansion, and there was a basic cartridge for it. Now that I did see, so you could actually do. I mean, I don't know how much base you're going to do on this thing, but you could do it. So it's kind of neat. Um, it's a neat little system. They're they're not easy to get either. I looked around to see what they were going for. I couldn't even find any for sale. I'm not surprised. 
You know, so so they were. This has probably only had had a a market share of probably what. It you have any idea? Of well, that? I mean, it was—it's it, hard to say. It was—it was everywhere. It was sold. And in it, a was, bunch it of was forty yeah. years ago, so it's hard to say. I will say, I did find. I tried to find prices on these. The best I could do was that in '82, if you were in Australia and you wanted to buy a crib, you're going to be going in for about two hundred ninety-five Australian dollars. That's a ton. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. So they weren't cheap. Holy, holy. Of course, I'm sure they got cheaper real quick. <laughs> if you want the truth. So, with all that said, uh, like I mentioned, we did our best to try to find a couple games that were, uh, you know, I don't know. We found a couple games. We got that going for us. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and lead the dance. Sure. I, and I'm, and trust me, I'm, I step trepidatiously as I walk in on this one. So, I wanted to play something we had never looked at anywhere. All right? And that limited me to Space Invaders clones. Pac-Man clones, and I wasn't going to play another Pac-Man clone this week, I can tell you that. And so I thought to myself, well, surely they can't ruin Pingo, and so bam, I chose the Pingo clone. So we'll be looking at a game called Stone Age. Yes. Stone Age. Not to be confused with the amusing coming-of-age movie Stone Age. No, With Barry Cult in it, which is a <laughs> fun film. Uh, Stone Age. Now, I will tell you, Stone Age was the last... Official release oh, on the really? Creative Vision. Hmm. This was the very last one, released uh, January first, nineteen eighty four, and apparently it's a pretty rare game because I'm guessing by eighty four people weren't playing a lot of the old Creative Vision anymore. Although that's they did, really, they limbered around eighty six. But that's really deep. That's yeah. really deep. That's a, that's long after release. Yeah, this was uh, this was uh, developed and published by Vtex. This is an in house. By the way, not all games were. I don't think yours was, was it? The I don't think so. Um, and this is a, a one to two player game. So, um, what's to say about this game? The game wasn't originally called uh, Stone Age. Originally, the game was going to be called Barbarian. Uh, they may have noticed that that was used a lot back in the early 80s for other games. And so, that uh, wasn't as used as much. Also, this game... Uh, was uh, mostly distributed through the VTech mail order service based in Hong Kong. And then eventually it was based in Finland uh, through Salora. Uh, so if you see this game, a lot of times you're going to see the Salora like markings on it. Or the game's name will be in another language, which I saw that tons of times. I assume Finnish, frankly. Uh, but your mileage may vary. Um, so... This game is so rare that I don't that people haven't seen the overlays. Did we mention this machine has overlays? Yes, I did. So you could uh, I don't know what the overlays look. So I put they, it. All, they look exactly like a ColecoVision. Oh really? Yeah. Which no and no one ever used those on the ColecoVision. The Intellivision was the one who used the overlays the most. All right, that's what I meant. Yes. Oh, you said okay. But yes. I mean Coleco. Yeah, I know, but no, it was the exact same. Yeah. So I can't put it off any longer. Let's talk about the game Stone Age. Uh, so. <clears throat> Brent, there's a game that I love called Pingo. I also love Pingo. A great game, a maze game, where you control a cute little penguin, and you have to de defeat the uh, uh, nasty, evil, but very cute snow bees as they come around all over this uh, ice maze. And the neat thing about Pingo is it sounds like they had a nice tune that played, but it also had uh, a multiple attack uh, methods. You could throw ice at the guys, you could also shake the walls when they were yep. near it, and it would and it would cause them to get dizzy. Then you could kill them. 
So there were a lot of nice uh, ways to play the game. You could put the three magic ice you could blocks put, together. Yeah, the three magic ice blocks. So uh, Stone Age, they said, well, this is the last game of release for the system. Uh, we're not going to do all that. And so they didn't. So in this game, you play a caveman who is being perpetually costed by dinosaurs, right? As, as they were. As they, you know how it is. I mean, I think it's in the Bible uh, somewhere in the back. So, anyways, uh, your goal in this game is to kill the dinosaurs, okay? Uh, it sounds simple. Well, the dinosaurs... No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're right. Good point. It sounds horribly hard. Um, so, what do you do here? Well, you what you've got to try to do here is... There, the, you know, this is caveman time. So, what happened? The whole, all the ground is scattered with big boulders. Yeah, you know, because that's the way it. that's the way it was. Sure. In the dinosaur days, boulders everywhere. <laughs> you know, and so your job is to violently smash these dinosaurs with these boulders. Now, if you're thinking to yourself that sounds unfair, don't worry. They've also given you another uh, method of attack. The other method of attack <laughs> are these uh, certain rocks. They're like I think they're like dino eggs. Maybe all these are eggs. Who knows? Because I don't have a manual for this. But they're sort of egg-shaped. The, sometimes you'll come across an egg or a rock that is ho- that is basically empty, hollow. Right? These explode yes. for some reason <laughs> and kill stuff around it in sort of a semi-random way. All right? So Not reliable. That's no. Not- <laughs> and also, occasionally, you'll be in the, the thing when it goes. But it won't kill you even though you're no, in it. That's correct. I'm never full. Okay, listen. Let's come clean here. I don't necessarily understand the rules of this game. <laughs> There's no manual. There's no nothing. Like this game's mega rare. You can't just go out and buy a box copy. I couldn't find a manual anywhere for it. So you're thinking to yourself, this sounds a lot like Pingo. Well, here's the part. Here's a couple things that differentiate it. The brand. For starters, there's a little tune that plays, and it's the elephant song. Now, why that plays during the caveman times, don't know. It was on the top ten at the time. That was? It may have been in 82. <laughs> You're not wrong. 84, I don't know. No, no, I meant being caveman time. Oh, I see. It was big. <laughs> yeah. You, they could have done alley-oop or something. Yeah. That had cave, or like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, everybody do the dinosaur. I guess that would have been several decades later. Yeah. But anyway, if you like if you like the elephant song, I think that was Henry Mancini put that one together. Then you're gonna love. Well, you're probably not gonna like this. No. It's a one note wonder uh, when you play it. But it does play perpetually until your death. Now, when dinosaurs get you, little known fact. All right, they don't eat you. You know, they don't clobber you or step on you. They just make you melt for yeah, some reason. Yeah, it was Wicked Witch style. So when your caveman gets uh, gets finally gets cornered and killed by one of these dinosaurs, he melts for some yeah. reason. Now, there's a gauge at the top of the screen under the scores. All right, this is the... I, I don't exactly know what it's this is. It's how many dinosaurs you have to kill. Okay, well, the reason I don't know if that's true or not, I'm going to explain. <clears throat> when you first start this game, you've got maybe... There's little dinosaur heads at the top. Although they do look like jock straps, if I'm honest. They're a little blue. Oh, they nah, do. Nah, now you're just being mean. I'm just saying that's what they look like. But I, I, I'm okay. They're little dinosaur heads. And when you first start the level, you've got maybe five of them. Okay? And every time you die, it like doubles them. Yes. Or triples them. Yes. So and the more you die, the much the harder it gets, which is the exact opposite of how games should work. When you die, they should give you a break. Nope. You're not very good at the game. Punishment. See, in dinosaur times, things were hard. Yeah, that's right. You know? So, I never completed one level in this. Not one time. I don't know if you can. I'll be honest with you. 
And I played this more than any man should. Now, the dinosaurs are relentless. And Pingo, when you when the snow bees come out, they shamble up. You got a little bit of time. And then you can shove the ice on them. Yes. And in this, like normally you'll keep an ice block in between you and the snow bee. In this, the dinosaurs will come up and just take out the rock like in that. Instantly vaporize Leaving you rock. pushing nothing. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then they eat you. It's melty time. Now, that's bad. Right? They also don't respawn the... Uh, once you've used up all your explosive rocks, they're gone. Unless you die. But then you have to... There's the worst part of this game. Is that every... When you start the game in Pingo, there's a cute little scene where the thing plays this noise. Doo -doo 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 -doo, and it seeds the board. Yes. Right? It plays one time per level, okay? In this game, it does the same thing. The thing comes up, and then every time you die, it does it again. Yes. So you have to say, and it's not small. It, it takes a long, it takes probably 10 seconds at least for this board death. to be reset. So every time you die, you've got to sit there and watch them reseed the board, Okay. This is the worst. The worst. It's the worst. Because you, and the thing is, you can die real quick. So you can spend, I don't know, a total time on your game of maybe 30 seconds playing the game and 30 seconds of setting through cutscene or whatever you call yeah, what that is. I wouldn't call that a cutscene. Punishment it, scene. Yes. Uh, in Pingo, you can shake the walls and it'll stun them. Not in this. You didn't do jack squat. It does nothing to hit, go down there and hit the button. So let's recap. No wall shaking, instant death when that's where creams you at the boulder, limited amounts of explosive rocks, and perpetual rewriting of the screen every time you die. And multiple multiple of enemies whenever you fail. Let me it tell you something. Multiplies the image. I was sleep when I was sleeping last night in bed, I had a dream where the elephant song was playing. And I swear to you, I woke up punching the wall. <laughs> this game fits. I think they put some hypnotic crap in here. Brent, I, you know, I think I've professed my opinion on this game. What did you think of Stone Age? It, it's not good. <laughs> um, I honestly, this is, I don't think this is the worst thing I've played this week for the all the shows. Um, I know. <laughs> wow, that's a, I don't know. I have to think about that. Uh, this... At least, uh, it, it visually it looks great. It looks great. The dinosaurs are are all one solid color, but they look like little lizards. Yeah, your little caveman looks incredibly good. Um, the 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 rocks do look kind of egg like. Maybe they are eggs. Yeah, we have no way to who knows um, or dares to dream. The now the, the background is completely black yeah which i would have liked to have seen something back there but i'm sure there would have been some form of color clash and the thing just, is we've seen pretty complex games in this system yeah that one where you fly the helicopter it's pretty yeah. good you know so it's not like this system can't pump out something good i mean the graphics are not the problem here. no no uh, it, it's the the actually the the only gameplay problem in my opinion is the dinosaurs don't get slowed down by the the rock eggs at all. What they, about the dying and they add more dinosaurs to your tally? Uh, that's I, horrible. Did you never beat the first level? I mean, that's not great. No, but, I, but I don't. I, that is a problem. I don't know if I consider that a gameplay problem. That's more of a a bug. I'm yeah. going to guess. Um, but the thing with Pingo is you can kind of kick rocks around. 
and position them to maybe use them later to kill a couple dinosaurs at one time. Also, that's one thing I need to mention. I don't think this can produce, have more than two bad guys on the screen at one time. Uh, oh, yes, it can. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, really? I had a ton of them out there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they just keep coming. They oh. just keep coming. Hmm. I, I don't think I well, experienced here's how more you, than... You know why I did? Because I hid for a while one time. Oh. And they just kept coming. Okay. Oh, there yeah. you go. Um, now, then I got killed. Then the, I got to sit to the thing again. <laughs> the, the little bomb eggs, well, I thought were tunnels at first. I thought I was going to go... That would have been kind of neat. Yeah, I thought I was going to go in one and yeah. then come out one of the other ones. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. You know, and it kind of fits the kill caveman vibe. Yeah. Uh, and then it blew up, and I was like, what in the world happened? Yeah, Why yeah. did my tunnel blow up, and I'm still here? Yeah, that was, that was um, confusing. And then I thought, I mean, they're not the worst thing to have when you're... Uh, no, they're interesting. Yeah. They're interesting. Um, I think that for the system that it's on... This game, it's not good, okay? It's not good. It would take a few tweaks to make this fun. Yes, yeah. that's exactly the thing. I'm, that's like the I said, infuriating part, because it could have been fun. The absolute worst thing is when you have two egg rocks next to each other and you hit them, it shows cracks and then it goes away. Right. All they would have had to have done is the dinosaurs had that same animation. Right. And it would have been a much more playable game. Yeah, and also I don't like... Like right there, by the way, there's three guys on the screen. So you can tell that you can have more than two. Uh, this game is just poorly executed. I mean, and also they've got to stop the in-between deaths thing. That was the worst. The, watch the, the board redraw every time. Especially when sometimes you won't see rocks drawing because it's drawing the black. And if it's a big swap of black, you're like, what happened? Did my game crash? Yeah. And then... A rock will pop up. You're like, oh no, it's just being stupid. You know, L. Curtis Boyle's in the chat. He just mentioned that I also had pondered. Is this, this was the last officially released game? Did they just put this out there? And also, since it was mostly mail order, this might not have been their best effort because we played some creative engine that we really enjoyed. Yeah, but this one just seemed poor. Like they did, and, and their clones are usually halfway decent. Uh, so yeah, this one I thought was a, a big old dud. But hey, you gotta you got you gotta dance with the with the game you brought to the dance. Unfortunately, this game slam danced, hit me with this rock, and then I was eaten by a dinosaur. So there you go. There you go. We didn't get any. We didn't have any feedback because we didn't actually release the games we were going to play this week. So sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, uh, that was life getting in the way. By the way, if you try to buy this, good luck. I did, I tried to price the console and I tried to price the games. And it is not something you're going to find easily, not in the States anyway, for the obvious reason. You may find something overseas, uh, but uh, I didn't get a thing. But I know, I read an article from a guy that talked about how incredibly rare the non-finished box version of this. He said he'd never seen one. He was a collector, but he did have the finished, the finished version of this with the box. Uh, so there you go. Now, with all that said, Brent, I know you picked a winner this week. Absolutely. What do we got? I chose what's probably the best game for the system, Police Jump. Police Jump? Yeah, that's right. Police, Police Jump. Jump. That's right. Um, this was a game that pretty early on in the life cycle, uh, 82 as it were. Yeah. Um, this is what Aaron's calling a Donkey Kong clone. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And it is certainly uh, uh, inspired by Donkey Kong, considering it is... 
it is very Donkey Kong-like, but I think this has uh, a few neat story elements that makes it... Uh, okay, it's very Donkey Kong-like. The more, okay. I, oh, I, was the more, uh, the more I think about it, the more I think, oh, okay, I was going to just let you Donkey hang Kong. yourself off the dirt to dry there, but I, I didn't know where you were going. It's exactly... But, I mean, they do mix it up a little bit. They do. The it's, boards are different. It's not even close to the worst Donkey Kong clan I've ever seen. That's for darn no, sure. No, no. In Police Jump, you play it as a police detective, uh, and the prisoner has kidnapped a, a woman and has climbed his way to the top of a skyscraper. And you, as the lone policeman, have to get up there uh, battling treacherous winds and, and deadly barrel projectiles to rescue the woman. Right. Um, you have... Very Donkey Kong light controls, up, down, left, right. Uh, you've got your button for jump, right? Uh, and this was this amongst the first games, Aaron, that came out for the uh, Creative Vision. Well, yeah, it would it would, it would have been amongst the first because eighty two. Because yeah. I heard an interesting possible fact about Police Jump. All right, go ahead. I heard that this is the first console. No, I'm sorry, the second console released game that had jumping sprites really what was the first one i cannot remember very good um what we'll now that's I, homework everybody i don't know if that's true i it's a that's a horribly difficult thing to fact check um but there's a, a gentleman on youtube that is chronologically playing every every game uh, ever made. Yeah, wow. Every console. Every game ever made. Yes. And, and he's, How old is this guy? He's pretty old. <laughs> uh, and he's doing it chronologically. So I'm not taking his word as gospel, but there you go. Something, an interesting possible fact for Police Jump. I guess it really depends on when it was released in 82, if it can even be a possibility. But there you go. Um, what makes this fun? Uh, the controls are pretty good uh the jump for police jump is a little wonky it's a little long and a little low but once you get used to it i i never found myself not being able to jump things that i feel like i should have been able to jump the only enemies in the game are barrels and twisters uh weird by the way <laughs> i think the twisters are really supposed to be representing the uh uh, uh, the wind of being as, as high on the structure as you are. I think they that he did this crime in Oklahoma. <laughs> might, we'll have to consult Rob Flack O'Hare, but I believe this took place in Oklahoma. Um, it, it is a, a four-stage game, and as you go on, the game actually gets faster. And it's kind of odd, Aaron. The first loop of this feels sluggish, uh, while the second loop of this feels really good. I, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and you can actually choose what board you want to start on. But when you do it that way, it just it's like a practice session. Yeah. But if you're having trouble getting past the first loop, at least take a moment to try a, a deeper loop in the game because it feels and plays so much better. I really think the game did itself a disservice. I think it was trying to show, trying to be easier and then get more difficult. But the sluggish movement of of, of, of the policeman is actually a, a huge detriment. Although I still think it's faster than something like Donkey King 
or the uh, other eight bit offerings that were Donkey Kong. I mean, it's not. It's. It's. I think it's a little bit. It's in the same ballpark, even early than than the ColecoVision. I don't think it's that much slower. Well, it does get quicker, which that's good. But I mean, yeah. I think it was that. It's not like you play. And you're like. Oh, this is death. I mean, it's no, 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 no. Well, it's just the, the later, the later loops <laughs> feel so much better. Um, the the big <laughs> enemy, the the convict, is huge. Uh, he never actually interacts with you directly, uh, but he is literally two times as tall as the policeman. Yeah. So. You know, when you're that big and you climb up a literal, like, 30-story building... And you got to give him credit because he's got the prison ball. He does have the, the, he's, still, he's in the same suit. he got the little hat. Uh, you know, I, I was disappointed when I went to work in all the jails, and no one... I've ever seen no one wearing these. <laughs> They're all wearing orange, and none of them have the cool ball. No, well, I'm pretty sure that was considered inhumane. Oh, come on. Um, the... I, as for Donkey Kong clones, Aaron, I would say this has... Some aspects that make it stand out from the others, because a lot of people just saw Donkey Kong and tried to make a, a direct clone of Donkey yeah. Kong. And I'm not saying this game. This game still has similar concepts, right? It's got elevators. It has a rivet stage. It has a barrel stage. Uh, but I, I, I really dug the elevator stage in this game because you can cheese the whole second level. If you get the elevators at the right time, you can jump on them, just ride them all the way to the top, two jumps later, and one ladder climb, and you're done. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. What did you think of Police Jump? I love this game, by the way. I really I really enjoy it. Uh, and uh, it, the reason I like it is I'm a big Donkey Kong fan, for starters. And then secondly, I like the fact that they were original in their levels. Like, really, their levels are quite goofy in a way. And also, the levels are, they, they're sort of mix-ups. They're not all, like, the elevator level is not exactly like the elevator level on Donkey Kong. The, the, it, it, you don't even have to take the, le- the elevators on some of it. You can sort of skip yeah, all you, the parts. Yeah, you don't have to get on the elevator at all. You the can all, actually the, uh, platform all the way the up The tornadoes down. aren't the best enemy I've ever seen, but they're, they're uh, different. I they're, think they're well animated. Oh, yeah, they look good. Your guy, looks good. by the way, the big guy's name is Dangerous Dan. Sure, why not? I think there's two, uh, from what I was reading, there were two different versions of this game released with Dangerous Dan looked different on them. Because apparently one of them was kind of brown, and I guess they changed it. So I'm guessing that was a Donkey Kong. And there's speculation this got taken off the market because they were pretty good. Copyright, trouble, yeah. You know, with the Donkey Kong people. But listen, what this game has the main thing going for it, which is it's got um, it's got great uh, control. The control yeah. on its top shelf, you know. And so when you've got good control and you've got decent levels, then you got something. It's weird that the levels end where they do because you don't feel like you've got to the top. You feel like you can go one level higher yeah, in almost all aspects. The thing yeah. is, I don't know. You know, these games, I think they actually had different difficulties you could set on them. I, you I, can't, again, yeah. I didn't mind was it finished, so I don't know. It's, it's all different speeds. Uh, so I don't know if there's any what versions of this where you could go all the way to the top no. of the levels. No. It's odd to me that they would render extra. I mean, there's a whole platform or one area. That you can't get yeah, to. Yeah, all of them are like that. And I, I think it just allows a visual scroll point because this you never go to a blank screen on this. When you finish a level, when you get to the what is considered the top of the level, it actually will scroll jerkily as it is. Jerkily. But it'll actually scroll up the tower. So it's one continuous scene, which is nice. I like when he falls. That's cool. Yeah, the it's super pile driver. You know, yeah. I, I think that's fun. 
I, I enjoyed this one. I mean, I enjoyed it. We played this one briefly on, on uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. and it got over then. And I told Brent when we brought this back, like, we got to have something we know as a, as a winner that we've never covered. And I thought this was, uh, I, I agree. Of all, I played a bunch of the games on here. It's not that tough. And this is probably in my top. The other one I played that I really liked, the one we also played on Thanksgiving, which was the uh, Helicopter Zaxxon yeah. clone. It's certainly the most visually impressive of the bunch. Yeah. But this one, I think, is probably the most fun. And one thing you could say about the Creative Vision is I mean, it can pump out decent graphics. Yes. It can do something resembling sound. I mean, and also it can. Sort of. And it, can all, it also has good controls. Even the Pingo ripoff that I played, uh, uh, Stone Age had good controls. It just was the game was flawed. Yes. You can't blame the game. Uh, you can't blame the system for that. It's just the programmer's fault. But I thought this was a real fun one. And I, if you're going to play anything, I think for the creative vision, I like this would probably be the one. Probably this or Chopper Attack, I believe is what it's called. You know, we I, chances are we're not going to come back this way again because there's, there's so few games. Available for the uh, creative vision, but I mean, if if you were given the opportunity to pick one of these up, would you go for it? No, really, no. I would jump on it. It's because it's so unusual looking, and the games really are unique. None of these games got ported anywhere, you know. So these are it's a system full. You could probably collect all these games if you really wanted to. No, you couldn't. I mean, maybe in other parts of the world. Yeah, you know, maybe, but not here. God forbid that you've got one of these bad boys and something happens to it. Because, Roy, you, with one exception, you're completely boned. Uh, what's that exception, Aaron? It's a little place I like to call BAM Retro Rewind. There's a guy, a special guy. He lives way up north, near Santa Claus, up in Canada, and his name's Frank. Nothing stops this guy from taking care of your classic consoles, your computers, and all the Commodore line. Not broken limbs. Not bandages, not nothing. This guy will work day and night, toil in the dark to get you great service on your classic computers and consoles. Listen, do you have an Amiga CDTV that needs a recap? Did you pull a boat and blow up your your CD32? It can happen. Hey, it can have the best stuff for a Doug. What you do is you get in contact with Frank at RetroRewind.ca. He's got years, decades of experience at the top level. And him and his staff will take care of business. How do we know? We've seen them do it firsthand. They're going to be at Boat Fest. I saw them do it at Cocoa Fest. They are top shelf. And let's say you're one of these guys, like myself, for example, that's supremely talented, that can do his own repairs, right? I don't need no other guy. How about you? No, I'm talking about me, the sketchy tech. So, But listen, I can't just pull, I can't get under radio and get caps. I can't go and get diagnostic cartridges down there at Walmart. That's when you also hit up RetroRewind.ca because he's got diagnostic tools. He's got capacitor replacements. He's got replacement parts. Anything you need to do it yourself if you're that kind of guy. On top of that, do you need accoutrement for your systems? SD solutions, accelerators, and the like? He's even got that stuff for a one-stop shop located conveniently in North America. It's Frank and his boys at RetroRewind.ca. Yes. Brent, what's absolutely. on tap this week? Uh, this is a short week, so we need something easy. Ooh, boy. I added the SG-1000. That's a good one. We've done it before. But a, have you done that one before? No, me and Bo I, did it. Exactly. That's why it is on the week. All right. Fire it up, son. Round and round she goes. And the winner is... 
Oh no! That's not what I wanted to see come up in the wheel this week. That's is that little, what I think it that's is? That's a little bit of chat choice, Aaron. Chat choice. So, you know what that means, everyone. If you're in the chat right now, it's the clip, much like Uber Scuba Diver, Frank himself, Super Tech Boy, all you guys that are in chat right now, Mitsuyama just missed it. We need suggestions for this week's show. This is your chance to be King Dong of ARG Presents. So, now's the time. Hopefully someone's still around and they will throw out some suggestions right now. Let's go. Yeah, and we're, we're looking for systems. We're looking for uh, game topics. concepts, yeah. topics, developers, anything Ooh, you'd yeah, like developers to. developers would be good. And what we're going to do is we're going to randomly choose... No. Frank, you've been disqualified for suggesting crap, man. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to randomly choose one of the suggestions that in chat using old random.org. You know, so far I'm not in love with the suggestions we've seen. Again, for those that just joined us in chat, we're looking for a suggestion for next week. It could be a system. It could be a, a game. It could be a topic. It could be anything. So let's have something. While we're waiting for them to pick, Brent. Yes. Let's talk about a little thing called Boat Coming Fest? up on the, uh, just right down the road. It's called Boat Fest. Brent, I'm going to be at this thing. You coming? I hear, yeah. I hear it's better than 10 Super Bowls. Ooh. It's this month, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, in beautiful and scenic, Hurricane, West Virginia. It's going to be Boat Fest. It's going to be better than 10 Super Bowls. We're going to have classic computers and consoles at the Yin Yang, and we're going to be doing some sketchy stuff. Hooking stuff to other stuff. Blowing stuff up. It's going to be crazy. We're going to film some live shows. There's going to be an auction. It's going to be great. We're going to have a field trip on Sunday. It should be a lot of fun. If you're interested in coming, I beseech you, get your tickets now. That's Boat Fest on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of June. And a little something more straight to home for ARG listeners. If you are an ARG supporters, I need your mailing address. Uh, We are finally calling it out. We are going to be sending a little prize package, a little gift, a little heartfelt us to you uh, in the form of a, a prize, a gift for any supporter that has been with us long enough to have donated 10 or more dollars and is currently, as of, uh, as of June 1, a ARG supporter. If that describes you, uh, hit us up on Discord, send us an email, any way you want to do it. Uh, contact us with your address. A- email, by the way, argpresents at mail.com. That's it. Mail.com. By the way, you can always send us your piece ideas, that address as well. argpresents at mail.com. And we are going to be sending a, a, a small but loving package to you. I didn't even know about this. No charge whatsoever. I had no idea you were doing this, man. Oh, look at you. All right, Aaron. Oh, man, I'm looking at these. Now, if we get one, we, it, it's just a game. We're just going to go for the system or whatever. Here, So, oh, what are you right. doing? You're rewinding. You well, can yeah, rewind I, up there. No, i got to rewind right here, Aaron. All right, he's going to start calibrate these in. He's gonna he's getting a random number generator. That's a good one, Buck. Don't forget about Buck there. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. I don't know what you're doing. You pick the number. Yeah. And what is the winner? Keep talking. I've got to count. Okay. Um, it's going to be great. Although normally these these are always horrible for us. So we're hoping the chat pulls out a big winner here. Uh, and the winner's going to be... Uh, oh, that's a good one right there. Amiga Cami. Right above that one. There you go. The best sword and sorcery games for any classic system. There you that's go. your winner. Thank God. 
listener buddy, thank you for, uh, of course, uh, thank you for getting involved in that. Sword and sorcery games, Brent. We can come up with something for that. I already know what I'm picking. Um, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, any, do you have any parting thoughts aside from your announcement? Anything else going on you need to uh, tell the people about? Nope. No, sir. Our schedule is going to be a little weird for the next couple weeks. Uh, and then once Boat Fest is over, we'll be back in full effect, Brent. By the way, I should mention before we go that we'll be filming a show live at Boat Fest. Yes. It'll be myself and the Brent. And this time, a much more organized affair. Not some kind of random baloney that he pulls out of his hiney, if you know what I mean. This is going to be a real deal this week, right? Get ready for random baloney. Oh, man. That's it, everybody. Until next week, go out and get yourself a creative vision, brother. Adios. Adios.